Or I, I wanted to bring up how the most recent era, they're still doing digital shorts. And I watched one with Ollie where they did the uh, Dead Poet Society. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that one? I saw it like advertised for they, they sat on their desk and they're like, I sing my song for all to hear. That's what they say in this one. Oh, and he jumps And then they, the last guy stands up and he's like, I sing my song. And the fan blade cuts off his head and his head starts bouncing around the room and blood is splashing everywhere. And uh, Fred Armisen is the teacher and he lands on his hand and he's like, Okay, I'll get my stuff and leave. Okay, bye. <laughs> but <laughs> I just did not. Oh yeah, because I was because someone sent it to me. I was like, oh, this is. I wonder where is this going? And I like. So now he's forever scared of ceiling fans. So like, if I ever pick them up, he's, you're gonna cut my head off. Welcome to the Cold Bow Podcast. This is Jake, and I'm here with my cold bros. What's up, guys? Hey. How you doing? How's it going, Jake? Doing very oh, well. I'm doing pretty dang good, man. Me too. Thanks for asking. I'm glad we can all get together again. Yeah, me too. It's been great. Um, I, I hope we can live up to our last week's episode with Jason. Yeah, we. Yeah, uh, I'm going to pull a Clint Eastwood and gesture to an empty chair as our special <laughs> guest here. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> want to thank Jason again for coming on. That was really cool of him. He came on um, to me a few times, too. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. <laughs> if you haven't listened, listen to our, our episode that we released last week, uh, the Saturday Night Live um, eras. So Yeah, it was good stuff. JK Studios own Jason Gray. Yeah, it was fun stuff. So Good stuff. So what have we been, what have we been up to, guys? Anything uh, impressive or noteworthy? Um, Troy, you go first. So uh, I have finally got around to watching a few movies that uh, are a little late. Uh, one of them is Aquaman. Oh, I heard that was the best comeback of 2018. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kim Kardashian for, told me herself. Uh, Reese voted for that one. Uh, and then uh, the other one was Lego Movie 2, which I mentioned last week. But Lego Movie 2, I wanted to talk a little more about it because it's actually really fun. It's good, huh? Really it's really it. good. Did you see it? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I love it, dude. It's like it was surprisingly really good. Yeah, like because I, I mean, the last one came out like five years ago. Yeah, and yeah. it it didn't light the box office on fire like I was hoping it would. Right, but, right. Because maybe people are sick of Lego movies, but I, I just love, I love Chris Pratt and I love Lord and Miller. And it was almost just as much of a Batman Lego movie than mm-hmm. than a, um, I can't remember Chris Pratt's character. Uh, Emmett. Emmett. Um, they had, I loved how, I loved how much they included Batman. It's a. Uh, I haven't seen it. It's a musical too. The first one was not. This one's a musical. Yeah, this one has, definitely has more songs. Um, and you know the, that was, one song got stuck in my head. <laughs> this, this song's gonna get stuck in your head. This this song's gonna this get, song's gonna get stuck inside your head. Dude, and it's really catchy. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's a good job. It's actually it. called catchy song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I and. Uh, uh, so it's funny because the first Lego movie had such a, a good message to it. Like a Dude, good story. I almost like teared up in right, it too. It was right. crazy. A little made kid you laugh, made his, you cry. And his his uh, relationship with his dad and all that stuff. And and you didn't, uh, you wondered because you knew they were going to have to go there. You know what I mean? Like they already established <laughs> where it was in the Lego movie. Um, but where they went with it was actually really good. Yeah. Um, I was. You're, you're right. Cause, cause I was kind of nervous. Where, where are they mm-hmm. going to Cause it, it's got to have a message kind of along with the first one. I was, I was kind of worried about what, yeah. where, where are they going to go? Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I really like where they went. And, uh, and Aquaman, um, whew, uh, not good, not, gr- not bad. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, the the bad parts are really bad, and the good parts are really good. I, I mean, I, like I how think that, that goes along about with everything I've heard about the movie. Yeah, um, the good parts are great. The bad parts are awful. It has. I think last I checked, it had about a seventy something percent rating. So on audience a, on rating a twenty rating. point scale, what would you give it? Uh, Thirteen point five. I don't think that's how it works with a twenty point scale. <laughs> Sorry, thirteen point two. There we go. <laughs> okay. Um, no, so it was uh, the audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes is about a 70 something percent. And I think the critics is, is around that as well. And that's about what you're going to get with it. So um, if you haven't seen it yet, I mean, I mean, it's been almost a Speaking year. Speaking of so. Rotten Tomatoes, did you hear about the controversy with them? Yeah, about with, with Captain Marvel? Well, because. Well, first uh, with Black Panther and then with Captain Marvel? Because uh, all these trolls bombarded it with negative reviews, Captain Marvel, before the movie came out. And then. All of a sudden, the numbers started creeping up and up and up and up. And then it so, jumped up. And it jumped up. So now it's at an audience score of like 76 when it was down to like 11. Wow. So people are pissed because because their trolling didn't was to no effect. But well, Rotten Tomatoes can now change their scores. So well, well, okay. well, you, see, you see the totals yeah. underneath the score, and, and they, they got rid of 50,000. But, but it was still down to like 40-something. So here's my question, though. Is how, how much of it was actually trolls versus how many of it was people with legitimate reasons for not liking so, it? I think, I think they, they, they did like... Uh, There's an algorithm. They, they, they did analysis these. on the actual text of the review. And I think if they if they, they were looking for like keywords like SJW and, and, and things that, that would like make it seem like a troll... Um, and, and take those. I'm not. Uh, argue I think trolls I mean, a blanket statement at this point. Like it, there right, were some people right. that were legitimately mad. Well, yeah, it, it, that, that's the problem. Is you can say, "Oh, you're a troll," and and then all of a sudden that person isn't a person anymore, mm-hmm. and and they're 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 invalid. Well, because so, so, a troll used to be somebody that would piss somebody off on purpose because they found amusement out of it. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're trolling them and, and getting them to react. <laughs> now, if you're angry on the internet, you're a troll. This reminds me of the South Park episode where, uh, oh, where what's his, what's his, Kyle's dad is a troll online. <laughs> Have you not seen it? Uh-uh. It's, it's hilarious. He's like, oh, Mr. Bravlovsky. Yeah. Yeah. He's a troll, but he's Kyle like, or Stan, uh, Kyle. Kyle's dad is Kyle's dad doesn't get enough credit. Yeah, he's Glad a troll he online, and and the stuff he says is is so it, it's funny. It's South Park. I'll just I'll just leave it at that. But it's a good episode. If you watch South Park, watch that one. Okay, I will. Anyway, yeah, the Captain Back Marvel. Back to what we were thing, talking about. The Captain Marvel thing. It was relevant. <laughs> it's getting into. It, it can get into some political stuff, so that we don't necessarily need to get into, but. Yeah, there's some shady stuff going on. It seems like. Well, and that'll that'll feed into what I've been up to because I saw Captain Marvel and I really didn't like it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like it because there's a woman superhero, despite what anyone wants to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't like it because Brie Larson did not do a very good job in it. So it's I'm I'm kind of even scared to say like I thought I didn't like this actress in that role. As a That's the thing. I I liked the movie. I liked the story. I liked the character. I didn't like the actress. Yeah. I thought she did a bad job. She was the only bad part in it, really. Yeah. And it was casting. I think she's a good actress. I think it's a bad, it's a poor casting. She's not. You said she's not. Sorry, go ahead. She's not Marvel materials. She's not exact. She's, she's not what Marvel has in her shows, but when their shows. I just think it's, it's so weird that they, and I haven't seen the movie, so I can't really say a whole bunch, but. <clears throat> I, th- I just think it's so weird that they've chosen her to be the white knight of feminism when there's been how many 
Well, that's why, why didn't that's they give what, uh, the, the Scarlet Witch a, a movie? Why didn't they she's give? The, I, I think she's the one, Elizabeth Olsen. That yeah, I don't know. I don't know if she. I've heard. Yeah, I don't like know if she actually said this. Happened. But she just. She kind of was like, "Well, wh- are we chopped liver? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Scarlet Knight, yeah. Scarlet Knight, and and it's Black Scar- Widow. Yeah, exactly. They've been there the whole time. Yeah, and well, they and are fantastic. Black, and they're both fantastic. And the whole cast, if anybody deserves a, a movie, it's it's uh, Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson. Johansson. And that was one of the biggest criticisms I heard about uh, Brie Larson, specifically about Captain America. I can't remember if it came from you, Chris. Captain Marvel. Uh, yeah, sorry, Captain Marvel. I can't remember if it came from you or if it came from another friend I was talking to about it. But he basically said, because I asked him straight up, how do you feel about Captain Marvel replacing Captain America, or or basically, uh, you know this whole new Avengers thing, mm-hmm. uh, new Avengers team, whatever. And he basically says, I don't have a problem with the character Captain Marvel replacing. I just don't feel like she earned it. Like the yeah. rest Scott of them said did. that. Yep. Was that you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cause they, they but basically that's, that's said like, like they didn't, earn she's it. the strongest character. Now she's here to save the day. This is her first movie. It's her first time right. ever showing up. Right. So even like uh, Black Panther, he he did a movie first. He showed right. up first, yeah, and, and, and he and was the, in Infinity War. The, they split the last uh, Avengers movie in, in two. So she literally came in halfway through the last movie, mm-hmm. and, and now is going to potentially save the day, depending yeah. on what. I mean, uh, Kevin Feige has even said this is the strongest character in the MCU. This is why we waited so long to introduce her. In the comics, she's the strongest, and she's the strongest here, which if you're really like a fan of comics, you know that really isn't true, that she's, I mean, she's, she's powerful, but she's not like the end-all, be-all. Yeah. But he's basically saying, this is our Superman. She's infallible. She's the strongest. And that doesn't sit well with me, because as Troy knows, I have a problem with these ultra-uber-strong characters, because like what, like her accident was more potent than Hulk's accident, mm. which is stronger than Flash's gamma ray accident. Like what or why is her or more important than Captain America's Exactly. Or, like what so Or so even Scarlet Witch being so. a, Scarlet Witch is a mutant, right? So yeah. to, like officially or whatever. So like, yeah, it just like bothers me. It's, it's the whole powers earned versus powers um what is it? Powers earned versus powers given mm-hmm. type thing. Um but yeah, they they even said like she's come in to save the day. Yeah. And 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 this all being said that I I I hesitate to talk about it, and obviously we've been talking about it for like 10 minutes now, but because to, to me, it's not a, a feminist thing. It's a story thing. Like yeah. it's, it's bad storytelling. It's it's, it's uh, like Deus Ex Machina. There's a name for it, yeah. where, if, where, you, where you bring in something in the last, in the she, last thing, and, and all of a sudden they save the day. If she deals the death blow, I might walk out of the theater. I think so. I might well, and and, it's, and again, that would be the the biggest disappointment to have a 10 year, 11 year build up to something this big. And have it end with a, a Deus Ex Machina, exactly. With, with it, someone it would, who didn't earn it, like, with, like exactly, did. yeah. Without Iron Man doing it, Drax doing it, or Thor doing it, those are the only three people that that or Gamora really can or Drax. That's what I said. Oh. Iron Man, Iron Man, Drax, and Thor. They're the only three that that have enough Beef. invested. I I don't know if Gamora's coming back. Uh, She's doing like seven. Um, Avatar movies right now, uh, and that's but, but but just, but that yeah. if she comes back, then yeah, she she, she, she add her to I that don't list. See her coming back, she wasn't part of the snap, but she was in the in the Soul Stone. Or whatever. And as, I, as a here's the thing too: is I, mean, I don't know if I'm just becoming weeds. disenfranchised with the franchise because I I love the MCU. I didn't really like Ant Man and the Wasp. I don't really. I'm not that excited about Spider Man coming up. There's a whole bunch of other movies that they're doing for their Phase Four. So I, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just like the magic is gone for me. 
and I don't really know why, but I, I don't like the direction well, the MCU is going right and now. And you and I had a conversation about so talking about on screen deaths and stuff. You and I had a conversation. Yeah, I was, was going to say this, this. too. And, and okay, so we all know that some of the people that were snapped are coming back. I mean, obviously, half the universe was killed. So they just showed a trailer for Spider Man, right? So we know Spider Man. We know that we know they're coming back. And and uh, there's a billion reasons why Black Panther is coming back, right? Um, 1.7 million (laughs) and so we all know they're coming back and and I can't help but wonder does like does that cheapen the effect of the snap yes and and kudos to the the Russo brothers for ending the movie on the snap because I don't think anybody yeah yeah, the the moment the moment was poignant but it didn't last and now we have to wait in a year but at the same time are is it is it cheapened that's why I really hope like as, as much as I like I love Gamora I love Gamora I really hope she stays dead I, yeah, same with Loki and Heimdall. Every single person came back; it was all for naught. Yeah, like you. The, well, there was no sacrifice. Yeah, at that point. like you can't save everybody. That's what bothered me. Yeah. Like an Age of it, Ultron, it, it, you can't it, save everybody. It's the um, it's the end of Harry Potter. Like Fred dies. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. like people die in war. Mm-hmm. This is a ta- tangent I did not expect to happen. <laughs> no, but but this all happened because Captain Marvel is making me ask these questions. And and they changed everything for her. They changed. Uh, there's plot holes like crazy, which I won't go into because you need to watch the movie to get it. But they they almost changed the canon just for this character to come in. And and people there there is a there is people out there that don't like this movie because she's a woman. Those people are stupid. Yeah. If you don't like this movie because she's a woman, then you're an idiot. Like that's there's no reason to not like this movie. Because of, but to, because and, of her and, gender, and to Scott's point to those people, I'd say, well, did you like this movie? This movie? This movie? This movie? This movie? This movie that have uh, strong female leads? Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, there's they're out there. There's a lot of them. But if you dislike this movie because of the acting, because of the direction, because of what what it means for future installments, then you're in my camp, and you're. But, and does that make you a troll? That's I, my. question. I don't know. But the like, the internet would say so, right? Yeah. So interesting. Yep, that's anyway. what I've been up to. <laughs> hmm. Moving on. I bought a 3D printer and wasted all my time on the weekend. <laughs> Did you buy it just for D&D too? Or? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Dude, I'm so I haven't excited. printed a single well, D&D character yet, but I've printed like I've I printed the Leviathan axe. I printed some some like uh Norse dice with their symbols and stuff. What do you, you plan on using the dice for? Um, to look cool. <laughs> okay. I, don't, I don't know. Because like, I saw it. I was like, oh, it's for D&D. Wait, no, it's not. There's nope. no 20. There's and no. then I thought, God, I'm a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> but there's not even like a one through six on them because they're D6 dice. Yeah. Know? Let's be real here. D6. But there's... Anyway. So I, the other th- cool thing about that as well is that you guys, yeah, you, Scott, and your dad, Ben, shout out to Ben. Hey, Ben, what's up? Uncle Ben. Uh, you guys have your Gifford Gaming uh, as well, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Uh, and I could see a lot of uses for that 3D printer for that. That's the first thing dad said when he saw it. He's Probably. like, he's like, I saw that you got a 3D printer. And I said, <laughs> yeah. And he goes, I've got some ideas for the leather <laughs> stuff, which by the way, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to count my chickens before the hatch, but uh some big things coming around the corner for for Gifford Gaming. Sweet. So, so yeah, some I was cool actually, stuff happening with that. Not not to change subject line, but we were we were talking about different things that we could kind of do or whatever. And you guys were mentioning about like the drawing stuff and everything uh, that I do. And I was talking to my brother Jeff about it this weekend. Uh, so shout out to Jeff. What's up? Uh, and we were talking about different ways that we could do that as well as like in, incorporated with the Gifford Gaming and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, keep me posted. That'd be fun. Yep. 
Seriously, we're looking for things to do there. Okay, cool. Should we get in our, into our uh, episode? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So this episode, this week, we're talking about our GOAT voice actors. Hey, you remembered. I did. I did remember. <laughs> well, let's see if he remembers his actor's name. <laughs> My runner-up is... Are you going first? He's going first. I, I can... He just said his runner-up Yeah, you're, you're going first. Who's your runner-up? Well, let's, uh, Troy, this is your topic, right? <laughs> All right. So, let's, let's, so why did you want to do this show? All right. So, um, so, okay. A little bit of a personal reason for this as well is because, um, like, as we've mentioned before, I do a lot of the post-production on these, on these episodes and stuff. And one thing that I really like doing is incorporating, uh, elements of the topic that we're talking about. If you haven't episode. noticed, Troy adds a lot of, uh, spice to our shows spice uh and i um, production value <laughs> and so i was just thinking you know what what would be a really good um re- really good way that we could talk about a great topic but then also add some of the work that they do because we can't talk about like oh hey this person's a great actor look at their eyes the way they use their eyes person's on film. a great painter yeah you can listen to a great it. painter uh which is why i think it's great that when we would do uh musician episodes is because we can showcase some of their talent you know uh and so in this case i wanted to showcase voice actors because there's a lot of great voice actors and actresses uh and oh so good um so yeah let's dive in jake who's your runner up my runner-up <laughs> is H. John Benjamin. All right, let me. I have it here. Troy, Troy's got a surprise yeah. for you. Okay, sorry. I uh, little little back up here. I made clips of everybody's uh, everybody's voice actors. So awesome. Here is a clip of H. John Benjamin. I gotta agree with your mom, Brendan. Cursing is a sign of ignorance. Oh, graph. <laughs> Ouch. Please. Whoa. It's no place for cursing in a civilized society, all right? Yeah. I'm telling you this because I, I'm a coach. No, I know. And you're just a kid. Yeah. You can't go around cursing now. Yeah. It will end up ruining you when you get older. Right. But do you think... What the f*** was that, ref? Oh. Are you taking a... Is that what you're doing or are you making a call? Yeah. It's called creative use of words. Right. It's like poetry. Yeah. Like Robert Frost. Right. Stopping by the woods. Right. On a snowy f***ing evening. Right. That kind of... That's that's good stuff. Odin doesn't beat Sterling Archer. Only Sterling Archer beats. Did you want to finish that thought? Did you want to finish shutting your big fat negative wordsy mouth? I happen to have perfect situational awareness, Lana, Archer. which cannot be taught, by the way, Archer. like a poet. Archer. Mind for Archer to make the perfect word. Archer. All right, listen. You're my children, and I love you. But you're all terrible at what you do here. And I feel like I should tell you, I'd fire all of you if I could. Bob. All right, hands in. Don't, Tina, don't put your hand in. What? All right, sell some burgers. Sell some burgers. I just want you all to know that you're all terrible. Terrible. That's a very. And if I had my choice, I would fire you all. That's the very first episode of season one, too. It's hilarious. I got. I got to agree with your mother. Uh, Cursing is. What the f- ref? <laughs> so, oh, um, so, so that first part, him? that first part was uh, from home videos, which he was on Adult Swim for a while, and it's it's pretty funny. He plays coach. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so take away, um, as you could tell from those three shows that he was on, he doesn't have much range in the voices that he does. 
But the voice he does do, which is just his normal voice, <laughs> might be the greatest voice in the history of voice acting. This guy is unreal. I don't know what it is about his... It's his deadpan tone and the timber of his voice. Good and, word. Yeah, Rich timber. T-I-M-B-R-E. Timbre. Timbre. Everything about what he is is just brilliant. And it hits my funny bone. Uh, half of why I laugh at Archer is his delivery of of those lines. And so H. John Benjamin, I've said it. I, I have a thousand other things that a thousand other people I could pick for the for this spot, but I picked him because I've been saying it for years that he is my favorite voice actor. So I had to put him in there. And the funny thing, too, is that voice acting, he's in a studio. Sometimes you're watching what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Most of the time you don't. Because like, a script. Voice yeah. acting is like you kind of think of like Robin Williams beginning of um, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Where he's, he's watching what he's doing. That's not how it's done most of the time. Right. So his timing for how he sees the scene going in his head, voice acting in a studio, it's second to none. It is so good. So the way they manage to deliver voice acting is insane. So I want to, I want to back up a bit because you mentioned something that there's some, there was thousands of others or hundreds of others you could pick from. And that's true. And it's, it's funny because what we're doing is we're, this is a goat voice actors episode. We're determining who the goat is. And so we all have our individual picks that are personal to us. So you're going to get eight picks. We each have a runner up and then our goat. Um, But that means we're going to leave some people out who also deserve to be on this list. Unreal. People. So can I interrupt you for a second to Hit to uh, to um to do mentions. the thing we should have done before? <laughs> okay. <laughs> to back up, um, I want to give some shout outs also from our uh, from people who commented and and uh, inter- interacted with us on Instagram. Uh, Miss Jessica Bush said uh, she noted Mike Myers, John Ratzenberger, Billy Crystal, Dan Castellaneta, Homer, and, uh, probably a lot more. Uh, is what she said. So thank you, uh, Miss Jessica Mike Bush. Mike Myers, Mr. Shrek himself. And then uh, is it is it BYU Chic? Mm-hmm. Uh, BYU Chic thirty two. She says Bayou Chic. Uh, She's from Louisiana. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. She says uh, Robin Williams. And oh, that what made you think of it, Robin? They brought him up. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, Robin Williams. Like, and th- these people are all. And this is this is something we might get into eventually, but most of the people named besides Dan Castellaneta, Castellaneta. Those are all actors. Um, Their job when they voice act is to be recognizable. So a lot of voice actors, because they're really good at their job, they're chameleons. But when they say, like, that actor is the best voice actor of all time, it's, like, almost offensive to a voice actor. Right. um, That, like, I don't even know, like. Like Chris Pratt as Lego mm -hmm. is Emmett. Exactly. Exactly. So, like, which he did a good job. He played two characters, and they're very different. You know mm-hmm. who was talking, uh, even when they're off screen. You know who it was. Yeah. So he's, he's he was good at voice acting, but he's not a voice actor. And I'm not, I'm not saying their choices are are bad. Right. It's just like a topic that like to like a, a voice actor, their job is to not be recognized. Right. And that's that's kind of why we are uh, doing an entire episode for them now to to give them our cold bow award. That being said, I picked H. John Benjamin who might have the most recognizable voice ever, but he, but he's only, he's almost exclusively a voice. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have now speaking of, of 
giving them their due. There was that documentary called I I Know That Voice or Oh hey, I know that voice. So that I watched that documentary. Mm, I did too. I watched Good. it probably three times. Mm-hmm. And it it was so fascinating to watch these these big voice actors, these people who do the this for a living and watch how they kind of go through their process well, and who they do. And you you realize how many characters are played by people that don't look or don't seem anything like their character. I, I don't know. It's just, right, right. Because H. John Benjamin is uh, is Sterling Archer, and Sterling Archer is this spy extraordinaire with this gorgeous person, and then you look yeah. at H. John <laughs> Benjamin, and he's a frumpy little he, hobbit. He sounds like nothing like he looks. Like like no. you expect him to look something like what his characters look like, but he doesn't. So That's he funny. looks like a voice actor? Yeah. <laughs> he looks like uh, Bob and Bob's Burgers. But it's but got a hair. face for radio. <laughs> um, it's also funny, like, uh, to that point, like... In that in that documentary that you mentioned, um, like for instance, the the guard in um, uh, Shawshank Redemption, the guard in Shawshank Redemption is uh, Mr. Krabs in SpongeBob SquarePants. You know what I mean? Like he, and he does what's a lot his, of other. What's voices his name too. too? I can't remember, but um, but it's just like those those people that you look at and you don't realize that they make these great voices, but they also have so much range too. And, and like yeah. some of these people we're going to talk about. So, so range is a big deal, but, um, <laughs> and this is kind of the last thing I'll say about H. John Benjamin. There's something to be said for doing one thing and doing it good. And he does one thing yes. Yes, he and does. he does it very, could you very imagine good. him trying to do like some silly voice or some other type of, of Oh, voice? he would, he would crash and burn. It would be <laughs> awful. Clancy Brown. I, I don't know. Maybe not. Clancy Brown. Um, Clancy Brown. He's the he's the one that does the Krusty Krabs, the Garden, oh, oh, and okay. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but to to that point though, like I I think I think he's got enough. Okay, John H. John Benjamin is also a great comedian. I mean, we talked to mm-hmm. about him at length in the, sure. in an what, episode ago. But I would like to do a deep dive into his history. Like, did he has he just done voice acting? Because he got big from like YouTube, didn't he? Isn't that where you got to start? I have no idea. But I know he was like Charlie Charlie the Unicorn. And that mm-hmm. was a production company that just did YouTube videos. I know it was then, a can of tomatoes in what Hot American Summer? Was it can of something? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Uh, that H. John Benjamin. He, he, he's done a lot of other things, but okay. yeah, I, I mean, mostly you're going to recognize him from voice acting. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's has, an actor. Has he ever done live action anything? Uh, Arby's commercials. Arby's now. commercials. <laughs> Do you guys want to go there after this? Yes. Okay, cool. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fat second and I need my food. <laughs> and I need to fill refill that with more Arby's. Just needs to just like Bronco berry and so, Arby sauce. <laughs> anyway, so that's that's my runner up pick. It was a good pick, man. Uh, he's probably the funniest pick out of all eight that we're gonna say too. Probably. I don't well, know. He does he's no. a comedian. He specifically comedian. focuses on comedy. Yeah. And comedy, for sure. Sweet. Okay, next up. I'll go next. Scott. So I picked, and it's kind of a uh, kind of an out there pick for, for this uh, topic. I picked Andy Serkis for All my right. runner-up. My worthy apprentice, son of darkness, heir apparent to Lord Vader, where there was conflict, I now sense resolve. Where there was weakness, strength, complete your training and fulfill your destiny. You think you can turn him, pathetic child. I cannot be betrayed. 
I cannot be beaten. I see his mind. I see his every intent. Yes. I see him turning the lightsaber to strike true. And now, foolish child, he ignites it and kills his true enemy. look in your eye when you were standing over him. I did what I did because I had to. Do you think I am stupid? I saw what you did! He was on the lead! I trained that boy! Why did you have to do that? What did you say? Master looks after us now. We don't need you. What? Leave now, and never come back. No! Leave now, and never come back! Leave now, and never come back! How was that not four different people? Yeah. Oh, dude, it was... That was three different people. <laughs> that was one person. <gasps> oh, uh, that's... <laughs> it was I, four. See, Scott... Um, Smeagol. Golem and Smeagol. Golem. Yep. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see, Scott, I, I love this pick because D, it, it's such a... When you talk about un, uh, voice actors, it's such an unconventional pick because, like... A lot of his voice acting, all three of those uh, picks that all three of those uh, audio samples that that I chose Mm -hmm. were. And the reason why I chose them was because um, they were from live action films. But he still did motion capture on his face, but mainly just did the voice. Yeah, that's like tech because technically and I'm using quotation marks. He's not a voice actor. Right. Right. He's a performance capture actor. So our video game voice. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So so it, it is it is kind of a gray line. That I know I'm, I'm walking on this. But then you hear his pick. voice. But it, but it's but insane. it wasn't him. In, he's in movies. He is an actor. Yeah. He was in. He was in one of the best parts of Black Panther. He was also right. in Age and of Ultron. Accent is so he good. Was so and, and good. Even even in uh, King Kong, he was Kong, and he was also the captain. Also, yeah. Planet yeah. of the Apes. He's Caesar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I, oh I would have used those. That, that one I want to talk about because <laughs> honestly, like he's obviously the. He's going to always be known for being uh, Gollum. Gollum in Lord of the Rings. Oh, absolutely. Uh, obviously. But his portrayal of Caesar in, mm-hmm. in Planet of the Apes, that that range, the emotional range. And, and a lot does of it's the with eyes. These, like the, weird guttural. guttural like, well, well it's, it's really cool. And I was watching this thing, an interview with him. And he said that's the only characters he ever played from when it was born to when he died. Like his, the, the character's entire life he played. That's an underrated trilogy. I love that movie. I 100% agree with you. Yeah. It's one and, of the and, first things I bought when that third mm-hmm. movie came out was the trilogy. And uh, th- like the fact that you watch him learn how to speak. Mm-hmm. It, like his first uh, words was like, no, I can't remember what it was. It was, but no. it was, mm-hmm. it was in the, the jail place. He said it to Malfoy. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, when he does it, oh, too. Oh, my goodness. No. And it, it's like. Oh and, then, and then he slowly, <laughs> like, like he slowly becomes coherent. His first, like, very, like, labored and, like, mm-hmm. word by word, he's getting it out. And then, uh, and then. You, you, he, he eventually is very coherent and can speak like to, to a large group of people. It's like, how does an actor do that? He's it's a, insane. Because Andy Serkis did a great job creating this character. Like, like we mentioned before, he acted that. He had uh, like motion sensors on his face. There was right. a camera. He wore like a hat 
with a camera yep. that hung over his head that pointed to his face mm-hmm. so they can recreate his facial expression. Yeah. So he, he acted that character and he created well, Caesar is a great character. Well, well and, that, and that that whole technology was the modern modern mocap motion capture was was basically invented and created on the set of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah. I was going to go back to the Lord of the Rings and and when I was looking up clips of this uh like I the Gollum actually still looks pretty great. After right? and it's been Lord of the Rings has been out almost twenty years now. Yeah, and it looks he still looks. And really it good. was it was a little and bit different then. Apparently, he was saying like he had to do like the motion capture of the like the action of his body separate from the face, and so oh, yeah. he'd go back in later to do the facial expressions. And then so it was but, a little clunky back then, but it was. But so still, good. even if let's say in another ten years you're gonna look back and be like, oh, this looks so bad. Um, as what happens with CGI, just his performance, your, your remembrance of his performance is still gonna be like. Dang, like that, oh. dude! And and I challenge you to find a more iconic voice than challenge than, accepted than uh, as than Golem, like Optimus Prime. <laughs> well, Optimus Prime is pretty iconic, but like, did you guys hear that RoboCop's gonna be in the new Transformer movie? He's gonna be called <laughs> Stoptimus Crime. <laughs> You're an idiot, <laughs> dude. And, and we we listened to uh, um, him as Supreme Leader Snoke in. In Star Dude, Wars. that Amazing. was powerful, powerful Amazing. speech. Yeah. Despite what you think of that movie or that character. Yeah, I mean, like, okay, so you might hate every bit of that that movie, but that scene was pretty significant. And also, the reason he why is because amazing. of Andy Serkis. Yeah. And then him as Baloo. Yeah. Like, he had the accent. What a contrast to, like, Bill mm-hmm. Murray, too. Playing, yeah, right? <laughs> playing uh, Baloo. That, the accent that he had in there. And then, like, Baloo was scarred. Right on his face, and so he has kind of this. You can hear you. He has like his lip doesn't move very well, and you can hear it in his in his voice acting. You can hear him like his lip flapping yeah, almost the other like a on bear. The movie say that when he when he puts the the mocap suit on and he's he's blue like because he directed the movie as well. Is that the director went away? He was he was in character. He's one of those guys that like. When he's in character, he goes full in character. Baloo has a history, too, of having just amazing people voice them. Right. Like the original Baloo, the Phil Harris. The, hey, you little britches. That was a terrible Baloo impression. I can't do it. It was it. decent. Mm-hmm. We need Jason to sounds come back and... cool. <laughs> like Baloo's always had yeah. a, like a really... I, I like Baloo the Bear. He's always had a really cool voice. I've always... He always has sounded like a... That kind of like grandpa slash father figure sound. Mm-hmm. Who's like yeah. cool as hell. He'll give you like whiskey and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, like Andy Serkis is a good choice, not only because he, he's an acting chameleon, but you when we were playing Snoke, there's no way you could tell that's Andy Serkis. Dude, honestly, I totally forgot he was Snoke. And I, like, I, I remember knowing it when it, when I saw the movie in theater, but it wasn't until I started researching this, I was like, oh yeah, that's Andy Serkis. And I think that that's a testament to to his mm-hmm. abilities. Yeah, and, and I again, that, that's kind of because of the the pick was unconventional, and I was going through. I was like, okay, what's some of Andy Serkis's best stuff? Uh, I, he was in. He was a voice in uh, Tin Tin. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he, the captain. He was, he was yep. a voice. And he had in a Scottish accent. In there. Yeah, he it's was really voice, good Scottish. He was a voice in a, a video game not too long ago that was. Really oh, uh, it's the it's the journey to the west. Yeah. Basically, it's the mm-hmm. Goku. Type story. So he, uh, but the Odyssey or something. I would, uh, yeah. I, I was looking through his IMDb and just looking at some of his motion capture, some of the stuff that he did, and I and I chose Snoke because that scene is really good, and his performance in that scene is really good. But I also wanted to use it to highlight the fact that his your pick of him was was pretty unconventional yeah. as well, and, and, and a will, good pick too. I think he will always be the the godfather of mocap. 
Yeah, I don't think Killer's going to. It's going to take he, a I mean, while he, for he directed an entire movie of mocap with with Mowgli. Mm-hmm. And like I, not to keep harping on this, but I work with a girl who's from Johannesburg or Johannesburg. I don't know how you pronounce it, but Joburg. Um, his his Af- his South African accent was spot on. Per, and apparently it's a really hard accent to do. It's not it quite is. Australian. It's not quite British. So it's there's like the, he owned it. And uh, it's the, when he died in Black Panther, I was heartbroken. <laughs> he was so menacing that he wasn't going to be in anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good pick, cool. Scott. Cool. Yeah. Good pick. Good. Great yeah, thanks pick. Thanks for picking it, Chris. You're welcome. All righty. Uh, Chris, you want to go next? Yeah, I do. I chose uh, Laura Bailey. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Best part of uh, Critical Role is who it is. Yeah. You know how it is. Every once in a while, a job requires us to get all dolled up. Looking sharp, by the way. Feels so out of place here. Can't tell you what a relief it is to run into another English speaker. Even if you are American. My dad was one of the strongest guys you ever met, right? Well, do you think I can get stronger than he was? I want to protect this planet. I want to follow in my dad's footsteps. And if I'm going to pull that off, I have to get stronger than him. Stronger than anyone we've ever seen! Claudia, Claudia, when we were over at the gala, we saw things that were going on. It was crazy. A tower exploded, and then all hell broke loose. Did you know someone tried to steal my stuff? Do you have any... Do you have maybe, like, a safe or something? Because I don't feel safe carrying around my jewelry anymore with me. Claudia. Blink once. (laughs) Knock... Say you're not okay if you're not okay because you sound weird. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Laura Bailey. I uh, I adore Laura Bailey. Um, yeah, I, I've been aware of her work because um, she got her start from Dragon Ball Z. And I'm a big ass nerd. So I'm, I've known of her for a while now because she, she's done anime. Lots uh, of anime, lots of video games. And uh, it's actually interesting too because... Laura was born in Mississippi and she wanted to be an actress and she moved to Texas. There's a, an acting school in, in Plano, Texas. She moved there. She met her now husband, Travis, who was born in Texas. He's a big Cowboys fan. Um, but Funimation, the studio Funimation is based in Texas. They're the ones that dub the mm-hmm. animation. They, they anime. dub the, the American voiceovers for Japanese anime. So she stayed down there in Texas and she, She's not a nerd. She doesn't know anything about anime. I'm sure she does now, probably more than me. Um, but th- her staying in Texas is what got her start in in doing cartoons. And her force, her first voice ever was a little boy. And so she even said, like, uh, yeah, I guess I'll audition. I didn't really know there was, like, acting gigs out here. But voiceover, sure, I'll give it a shot. Like, we want you to be a 10-year-old boy. And she's like, uh, what? <laughs> And so she did that, like, really, like, back of your throat, like, and like, because uh, the majority of, like, little boys and voiceovers are all are all played by women. I was going to mention that. Right. You've got, you've got. Uh, like the Rugrats. Or, or Nancy Bart Cartwright Bart plays Simpson. Bart Simpson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a thing that women have the ability to do really well. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just, and, and she's so good at it, too. Yeah. Like, uh, like, we played in that clip there. Because uh, she she did the anime while she was in Texas, uh, her and Travis moved to L.A. To, I guess to get better better roles or live a more lavish lifestyle. 
Uh, but now that she's in like LA area, now that's where video games are made. And so now she does like mostly video game stuff. And like, uh, she's like on the DC girls show. Um, she plays like Supergirl, Catwoman. So it's just kind of funny that where you live almost shapes your career. Yeah. yeah. Um, she did a great job in Uncharted as Nadine. Nadine. Yeah. She's and that's sorry, go so ahead. good. And that's what I wanted to bring up, too, is there, there's kind of some controversy around her playing Nadine. If you look at Laura Bailey, she's a stunningly attractive white woman. Uh, Nadine is a, a black woman from South Africa. Um, and when they cast her, people were pissed. They were so mad. Hmm. And then uh, Naughty Dog, and, and they're not exactly known for like their conservative values. Like uh, one of their main characters in a video game is a, is a lesbian. Right, so they're not like. I almost picked her, by the way. Oh, really, Ashley Johnson. Ashley Johnson yeah, was she, almost Ashley my Johnson's my great. runner up. Yeah. Um, but they even said like, "Look, this is acting. We created a character. She's the best person for the role, and we're choosing her. And we don't care what you say." Bravo. Yeah. Good lord. Good, Good for them for sticking to the guns. Absolutely. Standing ovation for that. Exactly, and she and she killed it. Yeah, she absolutely. Great job. She tore it up in that role. Yeah. It was great. That'd be so. That'd make me so nervous, though. To like, mm-hmm. like you have to perform, or else like all these haters <laughs> and also quote unquote the trolls are naughty gonna, dog. Are gonna be right, put their neck out for you and yeah. said that she's the best person for the job. So now you're if you screw up, that you make them look like ass too. Mm-hmm. And she didn't. And no, she, she didn't. She's uh, she's why. That's why I chose her. Ultimately, is she's so versatile. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I, you can listen to, you can watch 10, 12 anime. She's guaranteed to be in any one of them. Yeah. <laughs> like she's in, she's in Dragon Ball Z. She's in one called Yu Yu Show, which is one that I really like. Uh, I didn't even know she was in it. Her more famous ones is, uh, she's a character named Lust in Full Metal Alchemist. And Lust, uh, the bad guys in Full Metal Alchemist are the seven deadly sins. So she plays a sultry, lustful woman. You, I couldn't. Even, I didn't even know it was her. But so she, she sounded super sexy. And then she went to her gig the next day, and she was Trunks from Dragon Ball Z, like <laughs> Kid Trunks or Kid uh, Goten or something. Was she both of them? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. They they do the fusion. So she's a fusion voice. So she did both voices, and then they played it simultaneously. That's at the interesting. Same time. Mm-hmm. That's. I always kind of wondered how they how they kind of did that but mm-hmm. yeah that's cool I, and i always thought watching dbz that i always thought that goten and trunks sounded really similar yeah um but yeah i mean it makes sense yeah and, and that was uh, all her and it's just funny to me that like she, she lived in texas so she's like oh cool a gig and that was the trajectory <laughs> of her career now she gets paid to play dungeon and dragons online <laughs> and probably her biggest money maker right now uh the last character we heard was her character jester uh her D character for critical role uh, I heard that, that character is so good. It's by far, by yeah. far, I think. Sorry, uh, by far, that is one of the best uh, characters in the show. That like she, her ability to like inject humor into any situation, mm-hmm. and the and the thing about her working Critical Role is it's improv. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's not it's not scripted. So she's she's having to stay in character while improving, and that like weird Slavic voice that she's using that whole time while still like 
It's just it's Claudia. super impressive. Super impressive. Oh, was that Kermit the Frog? <laughs> it threw well, me off, Kermit, and Kermit I the said frog. impressive. <laughs> Kermit the Frog is my uh, Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, that's the thing about her character in in Critical Role. Exactly is she she's on camera a lot because she's an actress and she's a voice actor. So uh, you can almost get a feel of like her personality. And Laura Bailey is such a like bubbly, happy person, which kind of makes her almost perfect for anime in the first place. Um, but just watching her personality like almost translate through her character and on her camera, she's dirty minded. Everything makes her laugh. She would fit in perfectly with us. Um, her character, yeah, sure. <laughs> her character uh, is a artist, and she draws penises on everything. Draws <laughs> dicks on everything. So she goes around. They're like, "Hey, Jester, what do you want to do?" She's like, "I'm going to draw a dick on this statue." <laughs> and uh, like, well, all right, give me a sleight of hand check. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of, uh, I almost wanted to pick her as my goat. The reason why I didn't is she's really young. She's, I mean, she's a little bit older than us. She's like 37, 38. Um, but if she keeps going, she might be up there as one of the best voice actresses I, I believe of it. all time. And, uh, yeah, so I, I couldn't, I didn't pick her as my goat quite yet. But my, knowing who your goat is, I don't blame you. Yeah, my goat's so. been, been working in the business a long time. But I wanted to give a shout out to uh, one of my favorite uh, voice actresses. Yeah, she was good. Laura, Laura Bailey, she was um, entertaining to, as I was going through the clips that you sent. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Uh, she's entertaining for sure. So. Okay, Troy, let's hear it. All right. So my runner-up is Alan Tudyk. Oh, there you are. Hello. You. No, no, I come alone, unarmed. Calm down, please. Don't. I'm going to beat the billing out of you. You wouldn't hit a guy with glasses, would you? You hit a guy with glasses. That's well played. Well, hello, step right up. Anything you need, I got it. All your favorite movies. I got movies that haven't even been released yet. Hey, 15% off. 20! Make me an offer. Come on! Oh, hello, sir. Interesting. You don't seem to have a search history. Well, let's start one for you. What can Nosemore help you find today? Um, Umbrella. Umbridge. Umami. No. Noah's Ark. No doubt. Nordstrom. <sighs> Ergonomics. Urban Outfitters. Urkul. Hey, hey. Congratulations. You are being rescued. Please do not resist. Where are you taking these prisoners? He is taking us to quiet. And there's a fresh one if you mouth off again. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> so, you know, I think I've noticed with all of our runner-ups, we voted for our runner-ups with our hearts more than our heads, I have a feeling. Yeah. Like. See, this one is my heart and my head. Uh, honestly, like... Okay, so no yeah, I'll make a forehead joke. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, let, let's get to the um, I'll get to the heart reason. So basically, I think Alan Tudyk might be my favorite actor. I honestly, oh, he's I've, so good. I've talked he's about one him of before. Mine. Um, and I'm gonna give Mara a shout out as well because she posted on our Facebook. Mara's my wife. She posted on our Facebook uh, saying that she's like, I don't know if it's goat material, but I would put uh, Alan Tudyk on there. And uh, she did that, no, not knowing that Alan was my pick for runner up, but um. Mara and I's first uh, introduction, I think, to Alan Tudyk was when he played the uh, 
um, when he was in uh, the English version of Death at a Funeral. And he gets high on uh, on acid, and he ends up taking off all his clothes. And have you guys seen the movie Death and Funeral? Yeah. No. Oh, no. it is. It's great. You haven't seen it? No. It, the, the English version is much better than the American version. Um, but I mean, it's got uh, it's uh, who's the who's the who plays Tyrion? Um, Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage is in it. Um, it's really good. Uh, that was our first introduction to Alan Tudyk, and and Mar and I laughed so hard that we we're like we we have to keep an eye on this on this guy. So anytime Alan Tudyk would show up in other roles, we were always like, this is this is fantastic. He's great. Um, in uh, in Firefly. Yeah, that was my first uh, yeah. introduction. Is the pilot on Firefly? Uh-huh. He's the pilot in Firefly. He uh, he's uh, um, Dale. Tucker? Dale. No, he's, he's, Dale. He's, he's Tucker. He's Tucker. Tucker. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. He's, he's also in, he lost uh, his bowling fingers. <laughs> he's an iRobot too. He's Sunny the robot. Yeah, he is, isn't mm-hmm. he? He's, he's, he's a really good job in that. I should have put that in my. He, in he my did clip. motion capture for it. Really, I should have yeah. put my because that was that was probably one of the most memorable things about that movie was was the robot. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you get into his voice actor work and it was kind of like a, an interesting discovery that we learned who he was. And we learned, we learned that he was a voice acting for Disney uh, in frozen. Cause we have three daughters. They watch frozen all the time. And he's the Duke of Wesselton, mm-hmm. which is funny because in Zootopia, he's Duke Weaselton. Uh, anyway, um, just a little, the weasel yeah. little. So, so um, his voice acting career, I didn't realize how many people he was like it, yeah he's, he's fairly small characters like one shot characters in a lot of these uh, disney movies yeah but he is good <laughs> he he's played a, in Moana. Yeah, he's a john rattenberger of these modern disney yeah. movies that he, he's a, he's a constant reoccurrence um and and it goes farther back he's in big hero too. six too you can't even tell it's him yeah he's uh he's a bad guy alistair cray the the bad well he's not the bad not guy. the he's bad guy he's the a guy red herring bad guy being the bad guy yeah, yeah the red herring so he and I think that's kind of where he got to start was Big Hero Six with Disney and then they kept casting him in, in everything oh, no, well he done. did it Frozen and then he did it after that I think Big Hero Six was before Frozen no it wasn't whatever doesn't matter anyway <laughs> he and he and he plays all these other things and it's it's kind of funny if you watch uh, Disney movies and if you look out for it you you the the game is to try to find out which which character it's almost impossible he is so good yeah he has and that's it's that he has such a huge range that's why that's where I picked Alan Tudyk with my head uh, was that his his range that's um, what I was gonna say too is that like earlier this evening I even said a, a voice actor would get mad at you be offended if you said an actor was the best voice actor. This guy does both. Yeah. And he does it really well. He you does both really well. Yeah. He does the opposite of what most voice actors do. You can't <laughs> tell it's him. So I watched a video after Moana. I watched a video because uh, I learned he was the chicken. I was like, come on. So I looked it up and there's a video of him doing the voice for the chicken in Moana. <laughs> and he's hilarious. laughing his head off. He's like, I studied it at Juilliard <laughs> to play a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Did he really and, go to Juilliard? Uh, yeah, I mean that's what he said. So I'm pretty sure because I've got his IMDb page. He wouldn't below, lie, but, Chris. Yeah, You're right. He um, wouldn't. I'm pretty sure he wouldn't lie. But he's a good actor. He would not lie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, even like he plays the pirate in Dodgeball. I mean, that's not a voice, but he's in so many things. But the voice he, he put on exactly as the pirate, Steve the pirate, <laughs> Steve the pirate. Wait, there's a guy on our team dressed like a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um, Alan Tudyk has been one of my favorite characters. One of my favorite characters like he's a character in life uh one of my favorite actors for a long time one time during comic-con was it the first Mm comic-con first utah Salt Lake comic-con chris and i uh cosplayed as tucker and dale uh 
and then we went and sat in on Alan Tudyk's uh, his uh, panel that he did. Oh, that would've been awesome! And it was so his whole panel was like, "Yeah, I did some stuff. Now let's do this thing." Where he, and he moderated he, himself too because he's such a pro. He and so <laughs> he so said cool. he said instead of uh, me talking about all the stuff I've done, I'm going to let people come up on stage and ask me questions. So everybody lined up all, all, along the side of the stage, and he said he had a chair that sat across from him, and the person sat in the chair, and he says, "You ask me a question, I ask you a question." Wow, that's awesome. And so. They did it. He did that the entire time. It was the whole hour was him doing that. That's cool. And then he says, but before we start, here's my bag. And he pulls out a duffel bag. And he says, I went around my house and I just grabbed whatever. Mm -hmm. And I just, it's in this bag. And so if you sit down and ask a question, I'm going to give you this whatever for my bag. So he... Did that? He pulled it out and he signed everything and gave it to him. And he says, "One of them is like, oh, I was in a, I ran in a five k, and uh, they gave every celebrity who ran in that five k a book that had pictures of every everybody who wrote ran in it. Um, so that's he, this. He made it, and he signed it and gave it away. He made it really special for everyone that was up there. That's and awesome. you know he does these constantly. And he said, he's just he said, trying to declutter. And he said, here's <laughs> these, here's these sunglasses that I bought in New Mexico when I was shooting this movie. And I was just, I was just in the, I was just in the, in a gas station and I needed some sunglasses while I was driving. So here's these. But then there was another one where he's like, here's a harmonica that I got from a blues travelers concert where the lead guy gave me his harmonica after the show. Oh, so cool. here, sign it. And he gave it to what? the, per- like it was just, so it was, Random from a pair of $3 sunglasses he bought at a gas station in New Mexico to this harmonica from the Blues Travelers. Like, it was super. He After that, I was like, oh, man, this guy <laughs> endeared me to him yeah, forever. I, that's where I'm like, I have such a man crush on him because I respect, like, that he is so good at what he does. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, uh, I mean, that last clip that you heard uh, me play, he was uh, the only comedic relief in Rogue One. And he was the the droid uh, mm-hmm. K two S O, and what he was a terrible funny. name for a droid. <laughs> <laughs> Just scrolling through his like IMDb page yeah. too, because he, he he's done both voice acting and acting his mm-hmm. entire career. Yeah, he didn't just focus on one or the other. Like he he did it both the whole time. It's actually pretty impressive. And I I was wondering like when's the first time I ever saw him, and I was like oh it's Knight's Tale. Oh yeah, because he's oh, a yeah. Piss- called Alance. Hello. <laughs> that is the first time I've seen. But he's like the pissed off guy with like the the temper. Yeah, that they have great. to. That's right. He's he is. Great. Yeah, interesting. And and that's that's the fun thing about him is he 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 doesn't really have very many leading roles. Um, he has mainly mostly side roles, right? Uh, supporting roles. And it's so fun to like think about the movies that he's been in and realize, oh man, he's been there the whole time and you didn't realize it. But yeah. he makes that movie better because his performance is so good. Uh, we don't have to spend too much. More I time will on never him. forgive Joss Whedon for what he did to him. Never. You're gonna have to uh, elaborate. Are you serious? I I'm, he, not, I'm probably gonna remember. He but I forgot. cast him in Justice League, and it was a <laughs> movie. So that's what he did to him. I'm joking, by the way. <laughs> no, Joss Whedon killed him. Oh, oh, in in Serenity. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Never oh, yeah. forgive him. For yeah. That. I, forgive yeah. him a death scene. 
<laughs> I mean, it, it, it did seem kind of like it out of nowhere. Like, tore I know, my heart. I know Joss likes to kill his characters. Straight out of my body. Well, and the problem with Serenity is it was meant to be... Uh, the last, the final hurrah or whatever. Well, it was meant to be like a, a full season. So and he got a hero's like, death. Th- th- so. He had to fit in a bunch of... But he does play a really good Englishman <sighs> on acid, so... We'll uh, we'll leave it at that too. Okay, um, let's uh, let's move on. So it's let's a get, great runner up round. Yeah, let's get into our uh, into our goats. So should we just go with the? Let's go with uh, Jake. Let's go in the same order. All right, greatest of all time. Greatest of all time. Um, let's go with John DiMaggio. Let's do it. That's he, gonna. He's be a baseball mine. player, right? Yes. Uh, I did not say Joe. <laughs> uh, although his name does start with J O. It's John DiMaggio. Uh, he plays such fantastic roles as Bender from Futurama, Jake the Dog from Adventure Time, um, and me- uh, it just it goes on and on. But those are his first two notable. Let's play a clip. Yeah. Let's play a clip. Let's hear it. I'm going to go build my own theme park with blackjack and hookers. In fact, forget the park. Oh, no room for Bender, huh? Fine. I'll go build my own Lunar Lander with Blackjack and hookers. In fact, forget the Lunar Lander and the Blackjack. Ah, screw the whole thing. I wouldn't pick my teeth with that axe. It's left-handed. I only use my right hand. The manly hand. <laughs> oh, wait, you serious? Let me laugh even harder. <laughs> nice try, Twinkle Toes. Get with me. I have to retrace your steps and find out how you lost your brain. Not to mention find your sword. Now that was rude. The first boy blunder had some manners. I suppose I'm going to have to teach you a lesson so you can better follow in his footsteps. Nah, I'm just gonna keep beating you with this crowbar. You're a pimple on society's ass and you'll never amount to anything. (laughs) (laughs) What a way to end it. Sorry, go ahead, Jake. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say Jake has a thing for guys with deep, sultry voices. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, John DiMaggio, again... Like my other pick, he does one voice. He doesn't do just one voice. He has a lot more range. Who's the, who's the um, Scottish? Oh yeah, sorry. So, uh, <laughs> um, he's a, a Scottish guy in uh, Samurai Jack. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Scotsman. <laughs> the Scotsman. Uh, it, he and I just like the twinkle toes part. <laughs> <laughs> the this and he does he does a really good job doing that doing that other stuff. But you can definitely hear the John DiMaggio in his voice in literally everything he does. Yeah, he has a very distinctive timber to his voice. Yeah, it's almost like he's been smoking a lot and like gives him this this just that distinct super timber. raspy. Yeah, sounds like but a master but it, chief, but it works for him. He almost he, he sounds like uh, like Marcus Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Is he Marcus Phoenix? He, uh, oh, he's okay. Marcus Phoenix <laughs> from Gears of War. I was like, he does. <laughs> I, actually, I actually almost picked that in the in the clip. Were any of those um, clips Jake the dog? No, uh, no, no. What the hell, dude? Dude, hey, you know what? If you guys wanted picks, you could have sent them to me. That's a good point. <laughs> um, Jake the dog, though, he plays Jake the dog in Adventure Time, and that is. I love Adventure Time so much, and Jake the Dog 
is a huge part of that. Making and pancakes, making, making bacon, bacon pancakes. pancakes. Exactly. The this horse has bacon poo brain. Pancakes. <laughs> no man, the horse has got poo brain. <laughs> Uh, it's, he, he is so funny and I'm just realizing now that my, both my picks are basically the same (laughs) guy who focuses on comedic roles and has, uh, doesn't have a ton of range as far as, uh, his voice, but he's super recognizable, but he is, you can pick him out of anything. He is the, some of the most, one of the biggest, most recognizable voices out there. Bender is iconic. Uh, yep. I I would argue. Well, the one other guy in that Futurama actually has two of the best voice actors. Billy West. They, he's got Billy West and John DiMaggio. And Billy West and, plays every character in that show. B, yeah, and but Billy West is the one that plays Fry. Right? Plays Fry also and Zoidberg uh, and, and the um, the Jamaican guy. And Farnsworth. No, Billy West doesn't play the Jamaican. I'm pretty sure he does. That, that's interesting, then, and we'll, we'll get a little bit more into this when we talk more about The Simpsons, but yeah. you have the the um, Matt Groening-created uh, uh, shows that mm-hmm. they definitely utilize voice actors for multiple roles, which yep. is cool, I think. Probably gives people, saved money that way. Yeah, well, it saves money, but it also gives people to showcase their, their range. Their range. You know what I mean? Though Bender didn't, uh, John DiMaggio plays one character, <laughs> and that's, that's and boy did he do it well. And actually, dude. sorry, don't mean to cut you off. He did. He has played more uh, more roles in Futurama, um, just not as not bigger roles. Right. So anyway, sorry, don't mean to. But uh, no, anyway, John DiMaggio, uh, he was actually a big part of that documentary I was talking about. Uh, is some of the stuff he does, and he's just so uh, the great. first time I saw a picture of him was in that documentary. And then uh, fast forward like a month later, season of Walking Dead came out. And I was like, oh, they cast him in Walking Dead. He's the dude with the Fu Manchu. <laughs> it's not him. It's not him. It's, it's not Doppelganger. Abraham. <laughs> it's not Abraham? No. That's but he looks, he just looks, like, he looks like Abraham, the anyway. picture of him. Uh, so you mentioned a, a long time ago, we, you mentioned a, a show that you watched with Ollie. And I, on, um, I can't remember the name. Uh, on I don't know if it's on Netflix or Hulu or whatever. But mm-hmm. uh Gravity Falls. Yes, okay. he's he's in that one as well. Mm-hmm. That clip that I that clip that played the uh, the manly hand. Mm-hmm. That's that's him. Yeah, that's so. the manly uh, yaks that they. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he when it when you want to cast like a, a manly sounding guy, but in like a comedic way. Yeah, that's your man. Well, and, and and like Jake said, he has that timber in his voice that gives him that that manly voice, but then he has that comedic. It's where he like, was able to range. play uh, Phoenix. Marcus Phoenix. Marcus, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That. Sounds like he's been smoking cigars for his whole life. Fall back. That is really bad. <laughs> uh, I didn't sound do a like good a, job at all. He sounded like, like a large Marge or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, sweet. So, yeah, John yeah. DiMaggio, there's my, there's my pick for best. Sweet. Okay, okay Scott, so you just up. go the same, same way we did, Scotty? So, my pick is Hank Azaria, the mm-hmm. one-man cast for The Simpsons. Um, between him and uh, Castellaneta, they pretty much cover everybody. Should we play your clip? Let's do it. Yep. Oh yeah. So probably the funniest clip of the night too. Hi everybody. Hi, Hi Doctor Nick. Nick. Holy smokes! You need booze. Uh, I don't know if I want you in here no more, Homer. Uh, I got a lot of secrets. I'd prefer to keep clandestine. Uh, terrible, disturbing secrets. <laughs> Yeah, right, lady. An elephant ran through your front yard. Okay. 
Wake him. Yeah, right, mister. Mm-hmm. An elephant just knocked over your mailbox. Okay. Wake him. Yeah, right, buddy. Liquor store robbery officer down. Sure. And I'm Edward G. Robinson. <laughs> okay. Baldy boy hits wire, head comes off, little bandit rolls to a gentle stop. Everybody wins. Aha! Not even Xena is a match for the limited edition double-edged lightsaber from Star Wars, Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. <gasps> you removed it from its original packaging! <gasps> no! It's no longer a collectible! Oh! 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 Okay. You all know what's funny about that Chief Wiggum? Tell uh, me. He says, and sure, and I'm Edward G. Robinson. Edward G. Robinson is the voice that he based for Chief Wiggum. Actually, oh, so I the watched actor it. that he based the voice on for yeah. Chief Wiggum. Sorry, I don't mean to keep one upping you. <laughs> I, I watched, I watched all these videos about all you guys' picks. I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, so. well, bye. <laughs> yeah, so he, I'm sorry. He, that's one thing about him is every character he plays is based off of somebody. Yeah, really? and he bases everything yeah. off of somebody. People he knew in college. So people, the most interesting yeah. one is is uh, Mo is based off of a young Al Pacino. Really, with a, with more gravelly voice. I I knew that Hank Azaria played all those voices except Mo for some reason. Yeah. So when that clip came up, I was like, no way. He yeah. Mo, Mo, Mo's, but then Mo and Wiggum sound very similar to each other. Mo, really? Yeah. I don't think so. So, so well, he also I, he also plays so. uh, Professor Fink, Carl, uh, Professor Frank, Professor Frank, Cle makes your laugh. Cletus is like Jod Yokel, um, Dredrick Tatum. Does he really? Yeah. Um, so he he's a chameleon for sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, unfortunately, if you Google um, Hank Azaria, all you're going to get is a bunch of articles and news things and th about him not playing a poo anymore because it's racially uh, offensive. Yeah. Which is too bad because a poo is a great character and way more than a, an accent. And he started out as like a progressive character mm -hmm. and then molded into something offensive. Yep. Uh, Which I don't think it is offensive. It just. Is popular well, same, to call something offensive now. Same with Laura Bailey earlier. It, 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 yeah. be, it became offensive. I, I think. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe too. Too. Well, he also does the, the India, Bumblebee guy. The, the Hispanic mm -hmm. Bumblebee. Guy. He, I mean, if, if if you want an accent, you do. And that, that's you, what makes you ask. Like, who who is this offensive to exactly? Like Speedy Gonzalez. Uh, that started off as a really fast Mexican mouse. They're like, whoa, whoa, this is offensive. Take it down. And then Mexico is like, where's Speedy? We love right. Speedy. Please right. bring him back. Yeah. So it was like, who, offensive to who? Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, it, anyway, it, it's fine. Bring they, politics they're, into our show. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. making their decisions about it. It's fine. They, but, but Hank Azaria is fantastic. He is. Oh, amazing. yeah. I, I, it's funny because Dude, he, he has such a range and he's really good with accents. And it's funny because as I was, as I was pulling clips, I realized how many movies he's been in too. Uh, uh, and as, and th that's one thing I really want to talk about is he's, he's uh, in a lot of li live movies where yeah. he's not a, a voice actor, but his range and his, uh, his, uh, accents and his voices he does just as live action so I know, it's, it's like almost like he's voice acting in live action movies. i know it's i know it's it's live action but mystery men yeah his mm -hmm. character you Raja. Man. <laughs> i love that, that in mystery men that he's a uh, like he the the character is putting on the character like he <laughs> like, like he talks to his mom like get out of my room but then he, he goes like, back he goes to raja but so. like you said he's like voice acting his acting role. Have you guys seen just, The Birdcage? 
Yes. Where he plays the, the boyfriend, the gay boyfriend chef, and he can't cook. <laughs> and he's making them soup. And he's like, wait, you forgot your eggs. And he has like a hard-boiled egg he's going to drop in their soup. <laughs> he's hilarious in that movie. He's, he's funny. I, I really Dude, And uh, yeah. uh, one of my favorite of his characters in live action is along came Polly. He's the, the French, <laughs> uh, the over-sexualized French guy. He gets buff in it. Like he's ripped. Anyway. Also, one I wish you. He was also the dude Norma get or in uh, the original the 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 really bad. Uh, I don't remember either. What? I don't remember either. Um, Godzilla. Oh yeah, he was in Godzilla. He was in Godzilla. <laughs> um, but one Sorry. one that I wish that you had included was he was Bartok in Anastasia. I actually um, almost included that, but and then I geek her, sir, and then I, and then <laughs> I, I gave it a hiya, and then I just decided to keep it to Simpsons because you know. Well, if that if you would have sent him a clip, I know, I <laughs> hey, I didn't say that. <laughs> um, so uh, in Simpsons, in fact, he voiced thirty-eight different characters. That's insane. Jeez. That's crazy. Is that the most? Like, I'm sure. I, I don't I don't know if it's the most. So he's like the Fox. heart and soul of Simpsons, but he's not even like one of the main characters. Fox and Matt Groening are getting their money's worth for him. You know? Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. I wonder if they pay him for each character. There's no I, way I he's making they, more than like Homer. There was there really was a point in time where the Simpsons voice actors went on almost went on strike because they were saying like we're not getting paid enough. Yeah. Yeah. We're each playing. We're each. I, I think each of them played at least ten characters, except for Nancy Cartwright. Who just Lisa? played Bart? Who just played Bart? Well, they and, played Lisa does one voice too, and the, and they were like, "We want more for each. We want to be paid for each character or yeah. something more because you're you're really getting." Mm-hmm. Apparently, the the, um, the cast there is really collaborative, and so if like the producers or the director were like like say we want we're bringing this character and we want you to play it. Then a lot of times they're like, actually, Dan has does does a better accent for this, and so they're really like. Like they share roles really well because they and they know each other's strengths and their own weaknesses, and so they they're really like giving as far as like. Well, they've been working with each other for how many years? Forever. So I like twenty six years. This show's been going or more. I don't know if it's the case anymore, but I bet in the beginning, especially, they were probably getting paid based on the amount of time they they were on the episode. Um, or, or the amount of like minutes they get, they yeah, and that recorded con- whatever contract they and signed for that. Probably which which is kind of tough for Hank because he's all the side characters. So it's like you have Dan Castellaneta, who's Homer, who will be in a, an episode for most of the time. But then you have Mo, who's in it for like maybe a minute, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then I hope they get credit for writing. But uh, <laughs> funny story about um, Hank Azaria uh, in this this video I watched about him was that he said that. Um, he wasn't the original Mo. Yeah. Um, but he got that role because they fired the guy um, who was originally Mo because he was an ass. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was just a dick. Um, so uh, it's which is funny because this last thing he's like, so don't be a dick to people and you might not lose your job. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. Wise words. Thanks, Hank. Yeah. So yeah. good stuff. That's a great pick. He the, is the voice of my childhood right there too. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's his accents. He's just so, so great at accents. All right. Let's move on to my goat. Um, I chose Jim Cummings uh, and uh, Troy's got cheater. A, a cheater. I know you, yours and Troy's goats are like, are like the Spielberg. <laughs> uh, Troy, hit that clip. I know that your powers of retention 
are as wet as a warthog's backside. But thick as you are, pay attention. My words are a matter of pride. It's clear from your vacant expression. The lights are not all on upstairs. But we are talking kings and successions. Even you can't be caught unawares. I think it goes something like this. But I can only do it for a small smackerel of honey. And Tigger, don't be ridiculous. Tiggers are wonderful things. Their tops are made of rubber. Their bottoms are made of springs. You gotta pay for the rest. I'm kidding with you. <laughs> I take my orders directly from Jafar, princess. And all he wants you to do is trust in me. The women like a man with a big bad porch, some kind of yeah. Woohoo! Come here, you little write-off. Well, I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the bug that splatters across the windshield of crime. I am Darkwing Duck! Taz-like. And there Cheater. you have it. <laughs> Cheater. Cheater. Well, here, hear, hear me out here, and, and this is why I picked him. Uh, I feel like some voice actors, when they become huge, uh, I think Rob Paulson is a one that comes to mind for me. Um, in terms of voice acting, he's very, very famous. Uh, he's got a podcast. He's very vocal and out there. Rob Paulson's a great voice actor. Um, but you can almost kind of tell that it's him, which isn't a, a knock against him. Uh, Jim Cummings has been working forever, and he's not really so, one that's in the limelight. So speaking of that, he was Scar when he was singing. That, right? yeah. yeah. So, so he's Jeremy. I so Jeremy Irons plays Scar, and then Jim Cummings said, "Oh, I can take Jeremy Irons' voice and sing as Jeremy yeah. because Jeremy Irons can't sing. So I'm going to do what Jeremy Irons can't do. What the? F <laughs> Are you serious? And that's what he I was going to say too. Is is Jeremy Irons? He he does part of the opening. The clear from your vacant expressions, mm -hmm. and then Jim took that line and did the entire song with one line that Jeremy Irons um, did. Yeah, I, I can Real. actually kind of tell when the voice because when you sent that to me, that clip to me, I was like. Uh, you do realize this is Jeremy Irons, Yeah, and you right? called me stupid. I didn't call you stupid. <laughs> like, I said, oh, dude. <laughs> I was like, well, because I was like, uh, dude, Jim Cummings was Ed yeah. in Lion King. He wasn't Scar. Mm -hmm. And then you were like, but Jim Cummings was saying it. And I was like, no way. So I listened to it again. I was trying to listen really closely. It's really hard when you're deaf in one ear. But uh, no. Uh, and it's a good joke. Yeah, <laughs> it was a good joke. <laughs> um, I had to listen twice as hard. <laughs> um, and you can, if you listen to it again, you can actually tell when the voices change. It's hard to notice. Um, because Jim Cummings does a great job, but you can tell when it goes from Jeremy Irons to mm -hmm. Jim Cummings. But also, uh, like, like you said, what the and uh, Anastasia Christopher Lloyd plays Rasputin, and he does the the voice, and then he comes in and sings the songs for Christopher Lloyd. Wow. The, in the heart of the night, they will find you. I think that's how it goes. So, so he sang that song too. So I'm a little confused by something you're saying, and, and again, I really apologize, guys, if it seems like I'm one upping you. I'm really <laughs> not meaning to. Um, but you mentioned that he's been doing this for a long time and I looked on his IMDb and I, I, it was actually not as long as I expected. Yeah. Um, but well, he, he's not the original Winnie the Pooh because right, he's right. Winnie the Pooh's been around since like the forties or whatever. Right. Um, but I, I would say he, he got big doing Saturday morning cartoons in the nineties. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, that's Jim, when he got big. Yeah, yeah but yeah. Jim's like sixty years old and he's still working. Yes. Yeah. Um. So okay. So so we're we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. He's been doing it for a long time. I mean, Darkwing Duck, and he does uh, so many other ones. He did uh like Morocco Mole, um, in the the squirrel spy ones anyway he's, he's done so many uh, I just he did some of his best bonkers <laughs> which yeah. i don't know if you guys remember bonkers uh, yeah i remember bonkers. but he when he, he talks about bonkers a lot because he was bonkers and then he was the detective the straight man mm-hmm. so he'd have to t- talk to himself and it was all in one one take so we do bonkers voice and then he would uh, argue with himself in the other voice and he said it was super challenging to do so we did an andy circus and- mm-hmm um, but another reason why I picked him again is is he he can be Winnie the Pooh, and then he can be the gruff guard from Aladdin. Right. He's in Oliver and Company. He's the bad guy, the Sykes, the hey, bring him the guy this way. And this is a terrible impression, but this the show his range. Like uh, he's a, he does dragons a lot for some reason, <laughs> like dragons that speak. And he's like, yeah, that's how my uncle talked to you, like a dog, and he had like really bad throat cancer, and so so he take that voice and be a dragon and then he goes and be Winnie the Pooh. Dude, seriously, the contrast between yeah. between being singing as, as Jafar and then going straight into Winnie the Pooh just in that clip that you put together. Yeah. That was like, holy crap. Yeah. And again, that's kind of why Jafar, I picked but... him is because you never know when it's him or not. Well, he's and so damn good. He's such an endearing person too. Like he, he seems so nice. He's he uh the, in this video I watched of him, he said they said that he uh will call uh kids with special needs and he will be Winnie, Winnie the Pooh, Pooh. Mm-hmm. and Tigger for them over the phone and they eat it up. They love it because it puts them in the world. Like you have Winnie yeah. the freaking Pooh talking to you over the phone. And I'm like, oh man. I saw a really funny clip because he goes and does conventions. I'm sure like all these guys do. Um, but somebody wrote a script for him and they're like, will you please read this? And Winnie the Pooh was Darth Vader and the general was Darkwing Duck. So he was like, <laughs> he's like, sir, they escaped. And he's like, Oh, they escaped on the the, oh, bother. the yeah exactly. <laughs> they left in the escape pods. Oh bother! <laughs> the whole crowd is dying. <laughs> He's uh, and and his thing as well is that he was the guy, the kid in the back of the class that was making noises, that was like just really just just goofing off the mm-hmm. class clown, if you will, and and uh, he was that kid that ended up being a world famous. Mm-hmm. Uh, voice actor and but one i feel like almost doesn't get enough credit because he's so damn good that you can't mm-hmm. ever tell that it's him until you yeah. look it up and you're like but he it's did that prolific voice too? Yeah. and every and and i mean you can't get more famous than winnie the pooh yeah like right. M- mickey mouse <laughs> is the way you get more famous than winnie the pooh yeah exactly and but as far as characters played, go yeah, and absolutely. he played winnie the pooh and tigger and he he does that. No, the, the Darkwing the Duck. Darkwing I Duck. I am and, the terror. And Winnie and and Tigger mm-hmm. and they all do that. And he's he's a, but he's able to do that mm-hmm. so well while also doing the mild mannered Winnie the Pooh. And and we've already discussed all this, but he he's just. Unreal. Uh, and also on top of that, able to perfectly mimic another famous actor. <laughs> That's and the, then pretend yes. like that actor's singing. Yes. That's the p- thing that like, is un... Could you imagine being Jeremy Irons and like <laughs> you... There's a potential that you could walk into a room and hear yourself talking to you mm-hmm. and then sing to you. Yeah, I know. Yourself. Sing to you better than you can sing yourself. <laughs> That's, oh I'm gonna make you gosh. sing better. 
Yeah, you dude. can't sing very well, so I'm just gonna go ahead and fix that. For well, you. And it wasn't, and not to take away from Jim Cummings, but it wasn't the only thing that they, that, the only time Lion King did that. You had uh, uh, a girl who sang uh, as young Simba because Jonathan Taylor Thomas couldn't, you know. But well, it sounded like him, you know. Yeah, so, I, I mean, and, and that's that's uh, ultimately why I chose him is because he, to not only give him the respect and admiration that he deserves, yeah, but you can't tell it's him he's doing his job. Yep. So that's why Absolutely. it's just so amazing that all these voices from multiple people's childhoods, and then he's still working. He's still doing it today. He's still making memories for children today to enjoy his work. And, and I think he's, I mean, I don't want to disrespect anyone, but I think he's a better Winnie the Pooh than the Oh original. yeah, I think so too. And, and he's kind of a throwback to like, daring. like the original, like cartoon voice actors that had to do everything, you mm-hmm. know? Um, like Hank Azaria or like like Looney. You think about Looney Tunes uh, voice actors that they, they had to do everything. Mm-hmm. Which is a segue to Troy's pick. <laughs> All right, we're going we're going right into it. All right, so my uh, great pick, by the way, Chris. Uh, uh, my pick Cheer. is <laughs> uh, the man of a thousand voices, Mel. Is it blank or blank? I think it's blank. Mel, Mel blank. blank. Cheater. Uh, yeah, you know what? Both you can... of you. Both of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's uh, here's Mel Blanc. Oh uh, yeah, Fred. Uh, there's nothing like a rich uncle. Uh, maybe if I'm real sweet, Uncle Tex will adopt me. <laughs> <laughs> See how he listens to me. <laughs> oh, the wife. Okay, where is he? Who? That drunken bum you must have brought home with you. You always bring some bum home. There's no one here, dear. Acme Pet Store, your canary, sir. Hello, Acme Pet Shop. Yes? Uh, we, we, what's the big idea? I ordered a canary and not a dog. Get out of here, rabbit! If there's any giving away cigars, you Seventy Sam will give them. Here you are, mister. Gee, thanks. Oh, a wise guy, huh? Who, me? Oh, I know lots of things. Two and two is four. Carson City is the capital of Nevada. Uh, George Washington with the first president? Got it. This guy knows too much, Muggsy. We'll take him for a ride. Okay, boss. The Tasmanian devil's on the loose. Run, run, run for your life. What for you bury me in the cold, cold ground? No, 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 take it easy. Take, take it easy. Take it Wait, wait, wait. Hey, Whoever's in charge here? The scenery. Where's the scenery? Buster, it may come as a complete surprise to you to find that this is an animated cartoon. And that in animated cartoons, they have scenery. And in all the years I... I claim this planet in the name of Mars. Isn't that lovely? There it is. And there you have it. Dude. I, like... Every time I hear Looney Tunes, it kind of is super nostalgic to me. Well, okay, so me and Troy and Scott, our grandpa died uh, 95, is that right? 24 years ago? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he died in 95, and um, the, I, I was nine, I believe, when he died. And so I don't have a ton of memories of my grandpa, but the few memories I do have, most of them are sitting on his lap in his living room watching Looney Tunes. 
So hearing Looney Tunes voices, it almost brings a tear to my eye. Well, it's not only that, but him, you like bouncing on his lap because he's giggling. And and he would, he was this gruff old man. I always thought of him as the meanest, gruffest, grumpiest old man. Fought in World War II. Yeah. But he, when he watched Looney Tunes, like he would like belly laugh and like uncontrollable, like pee his pants type laughter (laughs) when he watched it. And so... I that those are the f- the few things that I do remember about Grandpa Lynn was sitting on his lap watching Looney Tunes and being freaked out of my mind because he's making these super loud scary noises while he's trying to tickle me <laughs> and anyway uh Mel Blanc uh yeah cheater <laughs> you can call me a cheater but honestly like i don't know how you it's kind of like our having had this episode without bringing him exactly up. i don't oh, know how, absolutely it's like uh, it's like the cinematographer episode with uh with i don't remember his name anymore but um, <laughs> roger deacon yeah it, it, it's like it, it, even if he doesn't win goat in this episode you can't you can't, can't not, not talk bring, about yeah, him, you know what i mean and so you know yeah sure i'll cheat um <laughs> well he played every voice in looney tunes every single one and he did others like he was voices in tom and jerry i didn't know he was in flintstones until this very yeah, moment yeah <laughs> so. um and like and he does more than just barney rebel in flintstones he does like the bird that like that records messages or whatever he's hey, it's a living to bird <laughs> Um, uh, a little bit, another shout out here on Facebook, uh, Jerry Basco, um, who's in a podcast that I mentioned before, Brunomics. Um, he said, Mel Blanc is the goat. Mel Blanc is the goat. And, uh, so, uh, shout out to Jerry. Thanks for, uh, thanks for commenting. Yeah. Um, thanks Jerry. Yeah. Uh, so Jake said something, you, you mentioned your, your grandpa earlier and how, mm-hmm. uh, he's a gruff old man, but he would laugh his ass off when he watches Looney Tunes. Um, gruff old man, Kylie's dad. <laughs> absolutely hates Kylie's my wife and her dad absolutely hates animated movies. He thinks like they're all the same. Disney's stupid. They make nothing <laughs> crap. Uh, but Looney Tunes is hilarious. And he's like, why can't they all just be like Looney Tunes? Why can't they be about Looney Tunes? But something about Looney Tunes really stuck around for that like generation of people. Well, and it's they thought they thought it was like the Citizen Kane of animated movie shorts or whatever. He he wasn't the original because he he started by doing uh, before doing uh, cartoons. He started by doing radio as well. Um, but he wasn't necessarily the original. But he like turned something and made it into into an art form. Yeah, absolutely. Like. Like he's not the he's not the original voice actor, but he's the original voice actor that took making a character and like not doing the same voice for every single character. Yep. I mean, maybe he's not even the original of that, but he's well known mm-hmm. for it. He's the most and, and making him ridiculously original for each and every character. Like like he he took it to like the nth degree of like Tweety Bird sounds nothing like Sylvester, but there and it's it's just crazy. Even characters that do sound kind of like each other, like Sylvester and Daffy, Daffy. kind of sound, yeah. But Sylvester and Daffy are so different. Yeah, yeah. They'll have like maybe the same accent, but they have different like like uh, you can tell they speak from a different part in their mouth, or they have some type of lisp or, or mm-hmm. something like that. Sylvester spits when he talks, and Daffy doesn't. <laughs> that, well, that's what I'm saying. Is Daffy kind of has that 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 Your thing. In Where it's land. kind of it's kind of like spitting when he talks, but Sylvester actually spit, mm-hmm. and and you can tell to, and you can hear the difference that he spits in one and doesn't in the other, like, and it's all just by manipulating your mouth. It's crazy. To to give you an idea, like, you know, we all we all grew up watching Looney Tunes in some aspect, um, and Mel Mel Blanc 
did all of the voices. Now, Mel Blanc died in the late 80s. Now, you still have Looney Tunes. You had Space Jam that was in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. But you have different voice actors doing the voices for different characters, okay. right? Jim Cummings does the voice for Tasmanian Devil, Tas- mm-hmm. the Tasmanian Devil uh, now and mm-hmm. back then. Um, and so it just kind of was like, you know, you have all these different actors who play these, uh, and actresses who play these different voices for these characters. But back when it was original, he did it all. You know, and so it really speaks to his range. And then also not only that, but he uh, I don't know if he was an artist for Looney Tunes, but he wrote for Looney Tunes. So yeah. uh, and and the characters he created um, all the way from from Tweety uh, Tweety Bird to um, to uh, Marvin the Martian. And he's Porky Pig too. I didn't know and that. Porky Pig, yeah, yeah. And then the, your question is, is: you asked while we were while we were recording, is he's is he was was there ever a character that he didn't play? And the answer is yes and no. There was another character, another actor who played uh, Elmer Fudd, but he died. So then he started voicing Elmer Fudd, and so it's just kind of yeah. So you adapt and overcome. Yeah, adapt and overcome. And it's impressive. It's yeah. uh, and it makes me kind of wonder too, like when when you look at cartoons that have been around forever like mickey mouse mickey mouse is still on tv i don't think looney tunes is on tv at all now like i don't i don't know if it's on channel if there's like a it it, it was the cartoon violence thing that got make the looney tunes off the air but like there was tiny tunes in the 90s all right but yeah yeah they're still talking about modern iteration of it so it's like yeah they're still talking about doing a a a space jam too yeah it's filming it's filming yeah they're doing it yeah with lebron yeah who, so funny yeah. enough isn't making the playoffs. Uh, anyway. <laughs> oh, Bronski, what happened, man? No, well, it must be his team's fault. No, that's it. <laughs> um, okay, so shall we vote? Yes, we shall. All right. Uh, okay, let's do it. John DiMaggio. Anybody voting for John DiMaggio? Can I get a vote for John DiMaggio? <laughs> Anybody? Going once. Anybody? <laughs> Go you in the back. Okay. Let's go with Scott. Hank Azaria. Chris is voting for I, Hank Azaria. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. Dan Cummings. Or not J- Jim, Jim Cummings. Cummings. Troy votes for Jim Cummings. There we go. All right. Now, Mel Blanc. Jake we got and Scott two. both vote for, for Mel Blanc. And it's 100%. I, I was voting for, for uh, Jim Cummings. I was. Coming into the night tonight, and then you played the clip, and I was like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> uh, it's, it's all it's all nostalgia, cheater. and that Thank you. Thank cheater, you. Thank cheater. You. See, yeah, uh, and, and I kind of had the same feeling, but it felt like Jim Cummings. What is Mel Blanc? Like, like, like he he was the mo- modern day Mel, Mel Blanc. Blanc. Yeah, and so Mel Blanc was like the original, and and it's the OG, and it's not so much voting about the OG because even if Mel Blanc wasn't my pick. I mean, I'd still probably pick Jim Cummings. Um, I mean, just his range and everything. So, yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, what I'm saying is, I don't regret voting for Jim Cummings, even though Mel Blanc was my pick. Yeah. So, yeah. When Chris voted for Hank Azaria, I was like, oh, I was positive he was going to vote for Mel Blanc. So I thought, oh, <laughs> is nobody going to vote for Jim Cummings? I that actually, would be, that would be suck. I actually almost voted for Hank Azaria too. So, because you know. I mean, I mean, when you compare voice to voice, um, obviously Mel's got a little more than Hank. Um, mm-hmm. but I mean, I, I don't know if I think Hank Azaria is, is the greatest of all time, but he sure is up there for me. Absolutely. Like yeah. the, some of the voices he does from the Simpsons, like this, I just smile every time I hear him. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And, uh, yeah, I love you, Hank. <laughs> cool. 
Right on, guys. Well, that was a good go. episode. I loved that. Yeah. I loved the clips that Troy put together. That Thank was you. Yeah, thanks for putting those together. Yeah. Cool stuff. Yeah, it was fun, and I'm, I'm glad we got to do that, and I'm glad we're get, we were able to share with our listeners, uh, you know, not just talk about names, but actually put their voices and the characters that they that they voice to their names, too. Yep. Yeah. Makes for good radio. Good stuff. Too bad good our stuff. voices are getting in the way. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm I don't kidding. know. I, uh, I mean, I can uh, try to have more timber, I can, as Jake would say, in my I voice. Can, I, I can try and do more episodes uh, as a old Jewish woman. You, you guys <laughs> want to hear my Kermit the Frog? <laughs> <laughs> so now we're all going to showcase our, our one voice. We can <laughs> our one voice. <laughs> this, this is our resume. <laughs> cool. All well, right. That was a good, we'll, uh, good topic choice. Yeah, thank you. It's good stuff. Um. So thank you all for listening. Uh, is there anything else? I, I just want to reiterate, uh, you know, uh, follow us and uh, like us and, and, yeah. com- and interact with follow, us. On the I wanted to say that. Thank you. Medias. Thank you all for, um, for interacting with our, with the post about this episode. We, we want to do that more in the future. So uh, when you see us post about, about this or that, l- let us know. We'll shout you out. Yeah. Keep, uh, keep an eye open. Keep an eye open as well for next week's topic coming. Um, as well yeah we're probably gonna post that uh we usually post them on mondays yeah um give you guys like monday or tuesday give you a week notice to uh what we're doing next we're gonna get a better schedule going and and what we're doing next i'm actually really excited for actually i'm so excited for your guys's feedback this is gonna be a great episode uh get ready guys it's gonna come at you fast so keep on your toes i hate this stuff (laughs) and uh so angry and make you furious almost <laughs> go and uh go and like us on uh on any podcast you know go rate us uh and leave a review uh, even if you don't like us let us know you know we always want to improve so uh rate and review us as well. yeah critical critical feedback is nice but we also like those five stars <laughs> <laughs> cool right on thank you guys that was awesome i had a ton of fun uh all right now is there anything else i think that's it that's it. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We love you guys, and we'll see you next time. Okay, bye. Bye. That's all, folks. Bye. <laughs>